and welcome back to Comics Exchange, your friendly neighborhood podcast. As always, I am Mike D. To my left, we have the Battle Chaser, Ryan oh, Shipley. Nice. Yeah. Okay, I'm a battle. Does that mean I only come out like once every couple of years? <laughs> the battles that's, are few and far between. Yeah. That's an inside joke for the yeah. Battle Chaser fans. <laughs> yes, yes. And of course, to my right, we have the owner of Knoxville's longest running comic shop. President Bill Langford. Oh, hey, look at the that. president. El, El Presidente. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's good to be back in the shop. Yeah, we're mm-hmm. we're back to our biweekly schedule now. Yeah, I yeah. think it's gonna work better for us as far as the news to talk about. Because we have a lot of news today. This is a heavy news week. Yeah, uh, but we'll still like if there comes up something special, we'll still do it. But we're I think we're gonna try to be a biweekly, which is. Yeah. Which is nice. Yeah, we kind of flooded you guys with some episodes, so we definitely appreciate everyone uh, keeping up with us and listening. Yeah, but we want to give everybody, hey, like, you know, <laughs> a little, little bit of a breather. Right. Sure. Yeah, it made sense. Like I think, like, you know, we didn't get sick of each other, so that's good. Well, and I think it just so happened that we just had a period there where there was a lot of stuff going on over yeah, three yeah, or four yeah. weeks with Free Comic Book mm-hmm. Day and yeah. uh, Mariah and Ollie coming in the store. and um, A healing from 40X. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Yeah, we are. We are, our bodies were uh, battle bruised. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a uh, uh, but no, never again. Never again. Yeah, no. Just no. not the cost of it, but they charge. They charge like twenty eight dollars per ticket. It was it's, like it's like you ended up you know taking care of a, a few of us yeah. and it was ridiculous. It's it's, it's yeah, thanks again. Yeah, no, I, yeah. It was uh it was the least I could do for all the people that helped out on Free Comic Book Day. Yeah, it was so crazy because I got it on my account, like the tickets. Mm-hmm. I think I ended up getting something like thirty or 40,000 Regal Crown Club points. Ooh, That's insane. Dang. It's ridiculous. I see your plan. What can you can you redeem? <laughs> are those points, are, or is it like Chuck E. Cheese things where like 40,000 points get you like a small popcorn? Well, it, it's actually, so 18,000 for a free movie ticket. Oh, that's not bad. Um, but if, you, if, you, if, you, if you're out there and you have it, um, West Town Mall is the place to be because it's like six thousand or seven thousand for a small popcorn or small coke. Right. And West Town only does the one size. Really? Yeah. Hmm. So you're basically getting hmm. the large for the price of uh, for the price of the small, which is really nice. I like how you know how to game all these. You uh, have to know <laughs> theater rewards <laughs> yeah. programs. Like he came in yeah. today and he was like, I said, uh, I said, I saw into the Spider Verse, Ryan. And he said, so did I. And then uh, (laughs) then he pulls out, he's got this giant um, life-size Spider-Man head. Oh, the Miles Morales? The Miles Morales that holds popcorn. Yeah. Uh, And he says, uh, this was only available at AMC theaters. Yeah, Eric and uh, Rebecca, right? Featherstones. Um, Yeah, Eric and uh, Rachel. Rachel. I'd edit that. Don't edit Uh, that. (laughs) (laughs) Eric and Rachel uh, Featherstone, they they ended up going there and they got me the... um, you have two that you can get from AMC right now. It's right. a Miles Morales head. It looked awesome. Or uh, Spider, Spider Gwen. Mm. Oh. Yeah, it looks cool. It's like the Miles Morales. It looks like where the eyes are. You can see the popcorn inside of it. Oh, that's right. cool. And they also got me, and this was so cool, a giant like poster from uh, Spider-Verse. Okay. Yeah, huh. that I'm definitely going to get framed, even though I'm a little nervous now because I didn't know frames were that expensive. Yes, Ooh. be prepared. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah. you said, the one that you have up there on your wall. David Finch? David Finch. Mm-hmm. That was like that frame itself is about 150 Jeez. $150 or, or 400,000 Regal Club points. <laughs> you know, so what that's it comes true. up to. Now, here's how bad I am with the the points. Uh, there is like a Regal has a Spider-Man popcorn bucket. Nice. And you get that. You get the uh, the cup 
like a Spider-Man cup mm-hmm. and a topper, one of three toppers, uh, for thirty thousand points, Crown Club points. I kept waffling back and forth if I was going to do it or not. Because I'm sure you were tempted. Yeah, I didn't in the end because really? like, that's thirty thousand points. Yeah, that's yeah. a lot for uh, yeah. a cup topper. Now, one thing, and we will talk later uh, is about Spider Verse. Yes. Um, yes. We'll do after credit scene, right? Yeah, I like that idea with our full spoiler reviews. If you guys want to hear us uh, go full spoiler on the review, stick around till after the music, and we'll delve into that. But I saw it with, with Mike and Jamie. Yeah, and when we saw it, I was still having a little 4DX uh, PTSD. I, was, <laughs> yeah, I kept yeah. waiting for the seat yeah, to start yeah, beating yeah. me yeah. up. <laughs> but afterwards, we went to Walmart, and they have uh, Spider-Man popcorn tins right now from Spider-Verse. Yeah, they're super oh. cool. They're super cool. Yeah. Uh, filled with, I think, white cheddar popcorn. It's three different kinds. Not my favorite. But here's the thing I don't know. Oh, it's like how fresh is this popcorn gonna be? Because it's it, pretty good. It it was okay because yeah, yeah, I'm not tasted it yet. I'm I guess they do kind of like they just lock it in because like you know you yourself. Yes. Here's for people who don't know. Bill will go to the um, AMC's uh-huh. and usually when he leaves he gets a refill on his large popcorn. It's true. And then he'll chomp on it through the next few days at work. Well, chomp's <laughs> a weird word, but yeah, <laughs> I, I, yeah. Like how many days does it usually hold? Well, movie theater popcorn. It's kind of weird. If, if if you get fresh movie theater popcorn, it can last three days, 72 hours is what really? you're looking at. But now the problem is a lot of movie theaters pull that move. This is the reason why I refuse to go see the first movie in any theater. Okay. It's because the previous night, that movie theater is going to take that popcorn that's left over yeah. that's in the machine. They're yeah. going to put it into a giant garbage bag. Yeah. They're going to put it behind the supervisor's office. Yeah. And then the next day, they take out the garbage bag. They put it in the machine and when they open. And then they, they, they pop one fresh batch that goes on top of the garbage bag yep. batch. Yep. And they stir it in. Yes. And, and so you're so I refuse to see any movie that starts before like 1 p.m. Like yeah. the, the noon and the 1230. I'll let yeah. somebody else get that popcorn. Yeah. No, no. Um, I used to work at the PAL Cinemas back in the day. The Statue of Limitations has passed, so I should be okay. Yes. Um, during <laughs> the summer months, we would do like, you know, you'd have the big church groups and the big, you know, like summer camp they would come for like we would have like a 50 cent movie days or yes. something like that right and the movie would come with the see whatever the movie was and then you would get a drink and a popcorn the guy who managed it dave um didn't want to have to get there early enough to actually f- pop all the fresh popcorn and uh-huh. make the drinks while the kids are standing there so the night before he would pop all the popcorn and also the drinks. Oh my gosh! Oh. So the kids would come in, yeah. and the kids that didn't have extra money for fresh popcorn or candy, they would get sad because they know they were about to have overnight popcorn and uh, watered down. Still, uh, still cook. Yeah, yeah. So you always felt bad because you know the kids knew the kids wanted to bring money because they knew what they were going to get. So you could see like the uh, class. Uh, the class warfare there because you'd have the kids that only got the watered down Coke and then the ones that could actually uh, order a fresh Coke right, um, right, there right. and fresh popcorn. Yeah. There's a class divide. Yeah. I felt bad because you could tell handing it to the kids that they knew what they were going to, what was about to happen. Yeah. Yeah. It's like when you get the, uh, in kindergarten, you get the punch and the cookie and you're like, you know, it's going to be the stale cookie. And it's going to be a stale cookie. And the red punch that you yeah. can't really tell if it's cherry or strawberry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But I always, always feel bad. I'd be like, Dave, we could come early in the morning and fresh and pop all this stuff and make the drinks that morning. And Dave was like, no, we're going to do it before you leave. Well, that's why Dave was the manager. You yes. were the uh, assistant <laughs> to the manager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, yeah. he was willing to make those hard uh, cost-cutting decisions. Mm-hmm. Best part, though, is like 
when they finally decided they were going to close Pal Cinema down mm-hmm. for the last six months, they let me run the whole thing. Oh wow! And that was kind of and that was kind of cool being seventeen or eighteen and running a whole theater. Now back then when you were doing it, were you still having to do film in the projectors? Yeah, they still had to do. Mm-hmm. This is how crazy it was. Um, we had one guy that worked there, Tony. He was kind of like the assistant manager, mm-hmm. and Tony also lived in a theater upstairs. Oh, that's um, awesome! Yeah, yeah. yeah good, um, good for you, Tony. So some nights he said he would come down and just pop up some popcorn. Of course, yeah, I would do it. And um, but he said like one time they were putting together. This is when the first Mortal Kombat movie came out, so it kind of gives you kind of an idea of the date. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was working on it, and he dropped it. And he had spent the whole night putting it back together. Oh, Tony. Um, and it got to the point where, like, Liu Kang um, defeats Sub-Zero. And mm-hmm. then the very next scene, uh, Katana tells Liu Kang how to defeat Sub-Zero. <laughs> <laughs> so it became almost like a memento. Yeah. Uh, the worst ever was Outbreak. If you remember the movie where the monkey... With the monkey with uh, yeah. Dustin Hoffman. So in the PAL Cinemas version, for at least the first weekend until we realized what had happened... Yeah. The movie ends with the monkey getting out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, so. good, good. That's, that's exactly how I want the movie to end. <laughs> yeah. The monkey escapes. Uh, it was an interesting theater. Um, <laughs> our longest running movie ever at PAL Cinemas was Gordy the Pig, which was like uh, a poor man's babe. I, and now I would say Wish.com version of, of right. Babe. Right. It had the cast of Hee Haw. Um, <laughs> we had that movie for 54 weeks. 54 weeks. Wow. We were the, the only movie they That's ever crazy. sent us swag for was Gordy the Pig because the theater, the, the movie company could not understand how anybody was still showing what kind Gordy. Of, what kind of swag do you get for Gordy? The, like, oh, over- we got like posters, buttons, stickers, that kind of thing. No ham. And no, no ham. <laughs> uh, but the crazy thing is the very the Friday that we had stopped showing Gordy the Pig, this yeah. lady came down with her kid and was furious that we no longer had Gordy the Pig. <laughs> Did you explain to her that we she had, had we she, had two theater screens? Uh-huh. So so Gordy the Pig was, showing was on always one of playing on one of them. It may only have one show for the day, but we had that Gordy the Pig. I and here's the thing: this is the time of Shawshank. This is the time of yeah. Schindler's List. This pulp is the fiction. time of Pulp Fiction. Yeah, uh, Jurassic Park. Mm. And Gordy yeah. outlived them all in <laughs> Pal Cinema in, wow. in Pal Tennessee. Well, I'm sure the corporate office was looking at the numbers and thinking, wow, look how well Gordy's performing in Nine Pal right in Knoxville, Tennessee. This yeah. is insane. They ha- they must have thought it was the Hee Haw. Uh, maybe. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. It could have been. Yeah. But, oh, my goodness. they they. So my manager loved He's like, we got we to gotta put that trailer in front of every one of our movies. <laughs> so you'd be in there to watch Pulp Fiction. You know, usually with the trailers, they try to – match the trailer with the audience like if you see a superhero right. movie, you're gonna get a lot of superhero trailers right. if you see like a pulp fiction you're gonna get a lot of indie films like trailers are you all get gordy pick are you one of those kind of people who um you have to watch the trailers if you go see a movie do you have to get there before the film or you, can you walk in like 30 seconds before the movie starts you know me because you you uh <laughs> i know the answer to it. i was just <laughs> <laughs> yeah i like to get there early yeah, yeah um i think it's a bit of just my anxiety and overall brain stuff okay i like to be seated there are times gentle listeners where bill will pick me up to go see a movie with him five and, minutes before the movie starts yeah and i'll be panicking i'll be like bill you need to get here at this time and bill's like shibley i'll be there rod's like run the light just run it run it <laughs> like uh last night spider verse I got there an hour uh, before we were seated. Oh wow! And uh, but it, but then 
Mike and Jamie, they still get their 30 minutes before the movie started, right? Yeah, okay. But they swung in at the perfect time as we were taking our order. Mm. Yeah. Mm, yeah. But I am... You're a early yeah. bird. Yeah, 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 yeah. You have to talk me down a lot of times. If we ever go to a movie with Bill and we walk into the theater and the trailers are started already, I give him a mean look. <laughs> I just tell him, I'm like, I'm sure we didn't miss anything important. It's going to be okay, right? It's going to be okay. <laughs> they just showed the Harrison Ford the Indiana Jones trailer again. Don't worry yeah. about it. Well, it's okay because you're usually on time to most stuff, but you're also having to like round up the girls that, come, that are coming to the theater. Not not girls. Just in, like Round up the girls. <laughs> yeah, like his daughter. Like uh, usually. Uh, Shipley eat. likes it if I bring females. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hopefully already paid for. Um, but oh, uh, Bill usually will bring uh, Ebits. Ebits has became your uh, movie-going pal, right? Oh, so that's, cool. that's who I went to go see. That's my, my 15-year-old. But, yeah, we went to go see uh, Across the Spider-Verse together. Yeah, and she typically will see uh, – she's the one that usually – maybe Ninja will some, but Ebits seems to be more into movies. Is that – More into – yeah, I mean, uh, my youngest, she likes films too, but she's more into um, – she's interested if they're going to make a second movie of um, The Black Phone. Like she likes kind of. Yeah, it's so weird because uh, uh, Baby Ninja was in here for uh, Free Comic Book Day, mm-hmm. and her and I spoke, and all she wanted to talk about was like Evil Dead and all the horror stuff. Yeah, wow. like she's big into the horror films. right? She likes the uh. horror movies, yeah, and uh, which and, and and Elizabeth does too, but not to the extent that she does. So Elizabeth will go see the um, she'll go see the uh, Marvel movies with me. Yeah, and uh, she was kind of upset with with across the Spider Verse only because of the uh, the ending wasn't really. Oh, end. like yeah, yeah and we'll get into that. Yeah, but yeah, I would but, say but, if but, you're but, gonna go, but she she loved it. It's the first part of a two part uh, story. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, it's just the story's so good that they yeah. have to put it into two parts. <laughs> and this one, two and a half hours. Didn't yeah. feel like it. Did no. not feel no, like it. No, does not feel like it. We'll have a funny thing to happen. Uh, we'll talk about mm-hmm. later, but uh, but I guess we'll do the news first. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. We got. Um, a, what do you got? <laughs> you hit got me shit? hit me with your best news. Yeah. Punisher, we'll start with that. Punisher twelve. Yeah, sounds good. Um I dug, I really have liked that Jason Aaron's uh Most on. people have really liked that run. Yeah. And Jason Aaron's the type of writer that he's really good when he gets these solo characters. Yep. Um his Wolverine run was really good, his Thor run was really good, yep. his Punisher run. Yeah. Um his X Men run and other stuff have been good also, but he's he's seems like he's better when he has just one character to focus yeah. on. And this is, I guess, his second run on Punisher, Punisher. because he did the uh, he did one of the follow ups to Ennis, Ennis, right? He did. He yeah, did yeah. Uh, the way when he did uh, Punisher, Kingpin when it was uh, Punisher Max. I think it was Punisher Max. Yeah, uh, but I really dug this run. I mean, there was a lot of like outrage merchants out there that were trying to make it political at the beginning. So for uh, those that don't know, it started off with basically. Frank Castle kind of getting rid of the the famous skull on his chest, the symbol, yep. Yep. and um, becoming the uh, for one reason or the other becoming the leader of the Hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a very different kind of story. Which yeah. was a is a group of a, kind of like a mystical ninjas from Daredevil. But basically, still as violent as you would want oh, a Punisher no. oh, yeah. uh, comic book to be. Uh, but what I thought that Jason Aaron did well here is I think he's made the Punisher character more in depth than more subtle mm-hmm. than he was beforehand where he was just like hey my family died in a park and now i'm gonna murder everybody right i think he's added some nuances with i don't think it's a retcon but his little tweaks that he we're, we're spoiling so it's okay yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um spoilers. essentially making it to where 
his, his wife. wife was going to ask for a divorce when yeah. they go to the park that morning. Right. Um, I'm glad they made it where the hand wasn't the ones that actually assassinated the park. Yeah, they flirted yeah. with it. They flirted with that, and I'm glad they didn't do that because that would have been too far. Yeah. But they show you in the 12 issues, like, it wasn't when Frank went to Vietnam or whatever war it is now mm-hmm. that turned him into Punisher. He was always kind of the... Had issues in his brain like, right. uh, yeah because yeah. Yeah, i think the first they show him his first kill is like at seven or eight mm-hmm. but yeah i think the run was really good even when it started getting silly with the powers and everything like that right it wasn't as bad as like frankencastle yeah oh, no that's that <laughs> yeah. there's a couple of runs of punisher earlier and in, in the one ron's talking about was is kind of where he came back stitched yeah. together kind of like frankenstein yeah mm-hmm. uh, but, and then there was one where he was resurrected with um Witchcraft, where he had the witch's alphabet yeah, on his very, head. Yeah, very spawn-like. It was like a golem or a golem. But, but or there have been people that have used this to kind of push it political, like especially... Well, just like issue, everything now, yeah, you know? With issue number 12, because I think we actually had two people in the store today who were mm-hmm. curious, going, hey, Marvel got rid of the Punisher. And it's like, no, no, no. So essentially, in the final issue of it, right. Frank's wife is back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Comics. And Frank, uh, his wife has basically siphoned out all his money. He's, she's basically sold the, the Punisher war wagons, uh, all the stuff, and she's uh, taken half of the money, put the uh, donated the other half to, I guess, victims of gun violence, like I a, think is what. Yeah, like a, a gun charity. Yeah, gun mm-hmm. charities, and has left the Punisher. Well, let's also touch on the fact, I think, that it wasn't your traditional comic resurrection. You know, they, the hand brought her back very specifically yep. to twist him and manipulate him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it, was, it was very tragic and sad, actually. And she just, through the course of the story, had gotten her own willpower. and, and kind Yeah, of, she's got her willpower. Yeah, and yeah. she basically lets Frank know, you basically have used us mm-hmm. to rationalize what you've done. Obviously, Ooh. in my opinion, what he's done has been good. He's taken all really bad people off the streets. Right. But it's like at the end of Breaking Bad, where Walter White has to admit he didn't do any of this for his family. Mm, he mm. did this for himself. Right. He used the way to justify what he did. Um, and I think it's added like a really good new take on the Punisher. It's, it's yeah. added like a nuance to it. Yeah. And I think some of the people who, um, who didn't care for the story, they do want the story to stay static. Like they never want it to change. Right, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Right. And anytime that someone tweaks it or changes it, you'll have issues with those fans. But for me, I'm like you. I, I was, I viewed it as, and, and there were some missteps in the story. Yeah, there were some stuff yeah, I didn't, yeah, yeah. I didn't care for. Yeah. But it was something d- different. It wasn't a mm-hmm, Punisher mm-hmm. story that I'd read five or six times before. Exactly. Or it's Punisher in, in Vietnam, or it's Punisher with microchip in the van. Yeah. Or it's Punisher taking out one of Spider-Man's villains. Yeah. yeah it, was, it was very human feeling. You know, it was yeah. a very emotional story, and mm-hmm. it had a lot of tragedy in it. Because it's hard to actually do a. The reason I think the Ennis books work so well is that Ennis kept Punisher away from the superheroes. Right, right. Um, yeah. And, and you know, Mar- he had a little, like a cartoon. No, I mean, I don't want to use the word cartoon. Well, the, first, the first run of his with Steve Dillon was cartoony. The Welcome Back Frank run was. But was the second run is not, it's not in the least. It's very dark and it's very gritty. It's definitely out there and you should read it if you, uh, you, can, you, can, if you come across it. Uh, it's a really good run. But they end it with uh, Frank... Um, is using the last of the beast powers, he teleports himself to Weird Weird World. Uh, weird World, yeah. Which I think Which, you said earlier. Was... Jason Aaron, yeah, he had created that maybe eight nine years ago. Really, Sounds is that right. during his mm-hmm. Avengers run? It was mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, yeah. So that's where Punisher is now, and it looks like the last thing you see is Punisher helping uh, guide some uh, children. 
but that the, the kids tell him that he's not Punisher anymore. They said that he's where he says he's he's going to be go by Frank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, so I think uh, Aaron's left him in a really cool spot for whoever takes over the book next because right. I don't think Marvel's going to be done with the Punisher. No, and this um, is the thing with these comic characters is that the newer readers may not understand that the characters, the, the intellectual property has gotten so valuable on these characters that whereas before you might have been able to kill the Punisher 30, 40 years ago uh, when he first came out before movies. Yeah. Now the character is so popular and uh, with the Netflix shows. He's going to be in the, he's going to be in Daredevil Born Again. Yep. Mm -hmm. And, um, and you know, selling merchandise and t-shirts. And so uh, the company, they're not going to uh, kill off a, an intellectual property that brings no. them in millions of dollars. No. So, yeah. And speaking of uh, Daredevil, the show, this comic Punisher's also crossed over with Daredevil a lot in these stories, too. Uh, Daredevil as well right now is doing some pretty drastically different stuff uh, involving yeah. the hand as well. So they, they definitely cross over. Not like officially, yeah. but they definitely are brother and sister books. Well, I think in the Marvel mythos, they... Uh, Matt and Frank grew up together in Hell's Kitchen. Oh, so really? They were, uh, okay. they were childhood okay. friends okay. growing up oh, together. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, it's like, I think um, it's interesting where Aaron has left the Punisher. Mm -hmm. But if you've if you've been reading online, you're seeing like the clickbait articles that go, Punisher, no more. Um, Frank Castle's still around. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, they have plans for him. It's just a matter of time. Yeah, and... Um, the last shot of the of Frank Castle's ex-wife now, which is weird to say. Um, it looks like she's got a baby on board. Yeah, which is, I mean, like you said, if you're leaving it for a future writer, mm. you, I mean, that's fertile soil, no pun intended. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> for the yeah. next person to come along and decide what they want to do. With that and the child. Correct. You know. Yeah, but it's it's a good run. I, I think the... the uh, the flashback stuff I liked a little bit more. Mm -hmm. uh, seeing him come back from uh, the the war, whatever the war is now, because they have to. I guess Asian. they have him in the I Iraq War now. Yeah, because you can't do Desert Storm that lasted like a week. Yeah, yeah. So it's, <laughs> yeah. It was only a week, and you murdered how many people? It was. Um, it was all televised. It was. Uh, Marvel's got like a rule of thumb. It's like the past is always what like set twenty years back or something I like think that. It's something like like They've a, got like a rotating scale that slides. Like a generation. Like yeah. they want Frank Castle to kind of be like your your, your dad would have ah, served. Right, you right, know? right. Yeah, because they can't keep him Vietnam because that means at this point he'd be in his sixties or seventies. But still out there, just yeah. which is the cool part about Ennis Run. It was they played Frank Castle as an older person. Yeah, yeah, which is kind of neat when they make him a little fallible. Um, almost like uh, Clint Eastwood in Unforgiven. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. where he's like the older version of the gunfighter. and Yeah, uh, but I get it if, it, if the Punisher run wasn't wasn't mm -hmm. your bag. Sure, uh, but, sure. Uh, hopefully you enjoy what they do next. With yeah, it. just I wait around. Yeah, one of the cool things with Marvel is they seem to, when they do bring a new creative team on, it's almost like a reset to what their what their plan is. Yeah. Um, I'm just glad that they've taken one of their iconic characters and added a little bit more depth to it. Because mm. it rarely happens with the iconic characters. Yeah, it's really hard to do. And then one of the reasons is, like, just like we were saying, the fans really get upset. Um, <laughs> yeah. They, they feel like that stuff should be etched in stone. But yeah. it, this is the thing. If there's a good story to tell, so when Ed Brubaker wanted to bring Bucky back from the dead, right? Bucky had yep. been dead for 50, 60 years. Yeah, it was always Bucky and Uncle, Uncle Ben. Ben. Stay yep. dead. And yep. uh, he said he went to Joe Casada and pitched it. And Casada's like, well, um, you know, Bucky stays dead. You know this, Ed. And Ed said, well, <laughs> how about... How about if I sit you down in this hotel lobby, and for the next 10 minutes, I'll tell you a story. And if you love the story, then we'll, we'll bring Bucky back. And he said he sat in the, the lobby at Sheraton and told him the whole thing from the Winter Soldier, from the Russians finding Bucky, to him being reprogrammed, to 
the Captain America being being killed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quotation marks. Yeah. Um, huh. And he said when he finished, he said Casada's like, I love it. Let's do it. Nice. Yeah. And so you don't let. I guess what I'm saying is you don't let kind of the history stand in the way of a good story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you have a good story to tell and you do have to retcon a little bit of something, yep. you know. Uh, yeah. 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 But it sometimes gets frustrating where they keep them static. Like I like the new Green Lantern book, mm-hmm. but it is frustrating when you open it and Hal is back on Earth and Hal is now once again the cocky uh, pilot right. that's working for Ferris Airline. It's just... Yeah, yeah, it's, for a while it feels like you're driving your dad's Oldsmobile. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It feels yeah, like yeah, my yeah. dad's Hal Jordan, my dad's Green Lantern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but the other big controversial book last week... Oh, yeah, was The uh, Amazing Spider-Man. Amazing Spider-Man 26. We already kind of told how we feel about this run mm-hmm. um but a lot of people got upset with this one i think the weirdest part is when we posted about it on the socials mm-hmm. we were like hey the spoilers are out there right now and be very mindful and then like i think an hour after i posted that yeah. marvel posted the the cover That's for right. a funeral for our friends yeah <laughs> ridiculous yes, ridiculous i don't yeah. know if they were just trying to get in front of it they figured well it's yeah. already out <laughs> yeah. there we yeah. might as well own it or but um but it is weird you can't get into a comic anymore it's hard to read a comic and actually be surprised by something yeah yeah it yeah. is and same I, thing with movies yeah, same yeah, thing yeah. with movies and then same thing with uh professional wrestling yeah you know yeah, yeah, if, yeah, if yeah, you yeah. pay any attention to the internet whatsoever yeah um all that stuff's gonna get spoiled for you yeah and with the with this with um with kamala's death um it's obviously going to be it's going to be reversed in probably a couple months um, I know yeah. Fallen Friend comes out in July, right? Yeah, and when does uh, when's Marvels hit? Marvels hits in November, so you and they've she... already announced a new book that people think is the new Miss Marvel called is Ascension. Called? Ascension, yeah. That's and it. they believe this is probably because um, what's the theory right now, Mike? What they're going to do with Miss Marvel? I've heard a theory floating around they might use the Krakoan protocols to bring her back, um, Jahar Moore into being a mutant like she is in the TV show, maybe get her powers more aligned. That's unsubstantiated. That's just kind of a rumor floating around, but it seems viable. I can see that. It kind of makes sense with where they were like, okay, we want to use the Sam Jackson-looking Nick Fury and the Marvel proper to match with MCU. Right. So we got to get the David Hasselhoff looking one and get him <laughs> off the table for a while yeah. and then shove in this uh, child that Nick Fury supposedly had that had no idea he had yeah. and make him the, yeah, it's, yeah, it was, yeah, it's a shoehorn. Yeah. So, some of it, it does feel like they're jumping through hoops and, yeah. um, and some of it is, is, it's more has to do with, with, I guess, the corporation and legal rights. Yep. So, for instance, Marvel was real anxious to get everybody away from being mutants when Fox owned uh, mm-hmm. mutants and owned yep. X-Men. And so, all of a sudden, Scarlet Witch isn't a mutant, and uh, this person is not a mutant. And, and they're trying to push everybody as an inhuman. And everybody's an inhuman. Yep. And then now, it's uh, they, don't even, uh, they don't even talk about the inhumans anymore. No, <laughs> no. one mentions Black Bolt. No, no. And uh, they're, now it's getting back to where they're bringing everybody to Scarlet Witch. It's like, oh, guess what? I, I am a mutant. <laughs> it turns I, out I am Magneto that, is my dad. It is my dad. <laughs> It's yeah. like one of those uh, yeah. episodes of Mori. Um, <laughs> <Maury. laughs> Where you see like Magneto gets mad Maury. and just, like, starts using a metal. You're not the dad. powers mm. to throw around the furniture. <laughs> they call out um, Steve. Yeah. But I think a lot of people, because there's a lot of people that probably just read comics in the last 10 years. Something that we don't think about as right. fans is we, we started reading the three of us in the 80s. Okay. Uh, so we're used to this uh, and we're a little cynical when it comes to deaths because we know 
it's a sales tactic and it's yeah. going to get reversed. Right. But there are a lot of people that probably have just read the comics in the last 10 years mm -hmm. and start getting into comics because of characters like Spider-Gwen and Miles yeah. and, and Kamala who look like them and they have the characters that are giving them like a starting point into this universe. Right. So a lot of them, I think, were upset because this is the first, I guess, comic death that kind of, mm -hmm. kind of touched them. Right. And I am, I do understand the people out there that are happy because they're mad, and sad. I don't yeah. understand it. Yeah. So yeah. Just the same way you have fans of characters, you're gonna have detractors of characters. Yep. Sure. And uh, and she happens to have some, but uh. But yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. It's mostly these newer fans who, yeah. and we got to understand that in the whole scheme of fandom now, we're outnumbered. Yeah. So fandom in the '80s, like we were, we were all there. Where was that? Yeah. Was it? You know, mm -hmm. if if you knew who Blade was, and you were yeah. in like the secret club, and yeah. But and, now yeah. you have to understand that most of the time, if you go out to the street and you talk to somebody about Rocket Raccoon, you talk to somebody about Blade, their point of reference are those films. It's yeah. the Wesley Snipes film. It's Bradley Cooper. Yeah. And and, and they outnumber us now. Yep. Because many more people have seen the movies than, than so, to those people that that see the movies and then get in the comics, it's all foreign to them. And so when someone dies, they don't understand the rules of comics that they this person's going to yeah, be back yeah, probably yeah. really shortly. Yeah. They they think oh this person's they're dead. They're yeah, not, yeah, they're yeah, not, yeah, they're yeah. Not coming back. Yeah, and it and it uh, kind of I think rubbed a lot of people the wrong way that it doesn't happen in even her own comic. That it was happens so in weird. Uh, a comic book where she's basically been shown in twelve pages up to now. So that's the other thing in the whole entire run, right? <laughs> of, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and a lot of people started accusing it of fridging, which is a term mm. that was made popular by Gail Simone in 1999, referencing the 1994 murder of Kyle, Kyle Rayner's, Rayner's uh, girlfriend, girlfriend yeah. where he comes home and he gets a message, a little note that says, hey, I left... For in I left fridge. dinner in the fridge, and she and he opens it, and there's just a dead body. Yeah. It was the '90s, yeah. Um, but it's like it's used where they kill a female character just to well, because they had just introduced her, yeah. Kyle's girlfriend, but like just, just to kill, just to help with the male character, mm -hmm. like to push them, to propel them for it, to give them yeah, like some emotional resonance, yeah. and that's what people feel like is happening here because you I look at the it. the main cover for Funeral for a Friend, mm -hmm. it's Spider Man, it's Peter Parker who's the most sad right? and he's doesn't have many interactions with, um, it would have been better for miles. Yeah. They were yeah, like teammates. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't really even make sense for him to be, I mean, I could see him being upset, but not to be so visibly distraught. Yeah. 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 That. And yeah. And it's weird because the, um, the editor of the book, Nick Lowe mm -hmm. has been super tone deaf about the criticism. And it's not just the, the people that are mocking him and making fun of him. Like right. they're, calling for his death that's stupid yeah um but it's people that are having legitimate criticism and he's just kind of sweeping it underneath the rug well they had to pull um the writer of the book off the uh, convention circuit right um <laughs> yeah he was told i think nick lowe had told him don't go to conventions this yeah, summer that they'd been receiving active death threats for yeah. which is silly oh yeah yeah, yeah it's yeah. silly i because here's the thing to do if you don't like the book just don't read it yeah like the book like we talked about the punisher Sooner or later, Zeb Wales is going to be off the book. I can think of very few things that have upset me so much in my life <laughs> that I've needed to put pen to paper right. yeah, and write yeah, yeah. out a. Uh, my a, grandmother once did it during an episode of Raw where she felt like <laughs> Vince McMahon was just too mean to Stone Cold. Really? <laughs> she got up from the from the couch, went in her room, pulled out her typewriter, and wrote him a strongly worded letter that he needed to leave Stone Cold alone. That's amazing. Um, I remember when Marvel killed Magneto one of the times, yeah. <laughs> speaking of deaths, mm -hmm. and uh, one of my customers came in and wanted me to proofread a letter that he had written 
in the voice of Magneto to, oh. to Marvel. Yeah. Letting yeah. them know that uh, they may think that they've killed him off, but that he'll be back stronger than ever. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah. I mean, some of these people take this stuff kind of seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, so, yeah, but I do think like I get because like, we're just three white guys doing a podcast here. Yeah. Like if if you're saying this is the first Muslim hero, mm-hmm. like big popular Muslim hero, I could see where that would probably upset you that this character has died and not even in her own book. Again, that is something that's so puzzling to me because. Before a couple of weeks ago, when we started talking about this, I'd seen yeah. the trailer that Marvel or the teaser that Marvel had put up with her death on the yeah. cover, and I also knew something big was going to be happening in that Spider-Man issue. Yeah, and we talked about that, and you told me, "Well, that's what happens in <laughs> Spider-Man issues. That's yeah. where she dies." And I was like, yeah. "Wait, what? Yeah, yeah, what? Yeah." Now I was just like, "Why couldn't it be Paul? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. why couldn't Paul have been the one to die? Seriously." Um, and, and I figure Paul is not going to be there for long. It looks like he's probably going to end up becoming some new arch nemesis of Spider-Man because right. uh, the kids are gone now. Thank God. Yeah, Ramita Jr. has to be excited about that because for some reason <laughs> over the like, last... You don't like the way he draws kids, do you? No, he cannot draw a kid. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's not good at he's not, No, he's not. Um, but yeah, uh, how, how was it uh, received from people that you spoke to like last week? So the sales on it were crazy. Like I think I... Yeah, I did sell out. So yeah. I, I reordered some. I think they're going to do a second print. Yep, I think the second print has like a full spoiler on the cover. It does. Yep. Um. So and and most people kind of said this echoed the same the same sentiment that there were it seemed very left field like they didn't see it coming. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Out of all the people, like you know, kind of the, everybody's the popular choices where it's going to be maybe MJ. Yeah. Aunt May. Yep. Um. I thought maybe even Peter even, himself. Even, yeah, uh, I mean, even Harry o- uh, Norman Osborn because they kept hinting. Mm-hmm. The biggest event since the death of Gwen Stacy. Uh, Correct. 50-year yeah. anniversary. And even the cover was like kind of an homage to Amazing Spider-Man 121, the yeah. death of Gwen Stacy issue. Yep. It had all the different faces and like, who's it going to be? Yeah. So most people were just, in, when they when they read it, were like you said, they were just kind of surprised. Like, hmm, that seems very, you know. Especially she, for a character. 12 issues. Hasn't been in the series much. 12 pages, yeah. She wasn't integral to the storyline at all. No, I think they randomly showed her one time she went to work with Norman Osborn. And then yeah. that was basically oh, yeah, I remember that. it for a while. Um, yeah. But, uh, but at the same time, no one was like... Uh, just really, this is the worst thing ever. Uh, I want yeah. my money back. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Throwing it on the floor, stomping, yeah. you know, spitting on it. Probably because by that point, everybody had been spoiled. So they were able to make peace with yes. what was going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, like you said, I just, I hate that they do that. But on the other side, on the other hand, it did drive sales. I did notice oh. that once once yeah. the spoiler hit the internet, I had a lot of people calling me and yeah. contacting me by um, uh, Twitter and uh, Instagram. Because you have like the the FOMO people, and yes. you also have the people that think it's going to be you know like, hey, this is a key item now. I want to go ahead and get one just in yeah. case it turns and, out to be and available. Then just people that are going, hey, this could be a cool story. I want to follow what happens. Right, right. Yeah. So it did. So. In the sense of, of as a reader, it stinks, but ultimately as a retailer, I think it probably boosted sales by leaking it. Yeah, mm. which helps. Mm. Um, yeah. But it, it does come to that whole thing where you're thinking uh, the critical versus the sales, especially with you, you know, right. running a comic shop, you want those people come in, you want them to buy the comic. So yeah. yeah. So it helps in that. In that and we're all, I think we're all used to like event comics now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But at the same time, I want them to be happy with it. You know, sure. yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I want to sell a lot, but 
I, yeah. I don't want it to be like the the night when we had those Batman fifties. That midnight how, sale. How, what, what was the fallout for you? Oh, it was it was nuts. Did you ever think that you were going to cancel the event because you no. knew ahead of time that this was not going to? No, happen? I mean I knew ahead of time. Yeah. But uh, but we had ordered so many, we had printed so many store variants for that issue. We had like eight or nine different covers. Very cool covers. And yeah, really cool. Um, yeah. Uh, four by Clayman. But uh, so we we had. Um, I think it's Clayface. <laughs> you think that's what he's? <laughs> Maybe. Uh, but no. So a lot of the people uh, that can come in, we had people showing up in costume. That were, you yeah, know. I remember that. Yeah, that was really cool. And so we even had bought a wedding cake. I think we had. We were serving cake. Had a wedding cake. cake. Yeah. But um, a lot of the people were very very upset. Like that night, or like that night. Like they okay. they they were they would buy the covers. Like yeah. they were getting all the variant covers. Yeah. But uh, when they found out that uh, Batman and Catwoman didn't get married, because DC didn't. Blair go, hey, they're not getting married. No, DC advertised it like this is the marriage issue. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. Was, it was, yeah. And it, so a lot of people felt like they had the rug pulled out from under them. Yeah, yeah. it did not sit well with a friend of the show, Jamie Skull, at all. She was yeah. very unhappy about that. I we remember bought, like, you guys four showed covers. up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so did you have a lot of people at that point uh, just drop Batman from their uh, subscriptions? No, not really. They just dropped it, but a lot of people uh, had complaints and... Uh, you know, they weren't so kind to Tom King, I guess, is a good way of putting it. Like, there was a lot of stuff uh, anti-Tom King. They felt like it was his fault. Like, it was his fault when ultimately it turned out that it was DC Editorial was the one. like That Tom, would not, yeah. Tom wanted to get married in issue 50, and he had, I think, I mean, was it 75 or 100 issues? I think it was 100 issues planned. Yep. And, um, and then when DC Editorial came to him and said, well, we don't want uh, to have a married Batman, especially yep. with the movies coming out. He had to kind of rewrite a thing where Joker gets in between them and talks to Catwoman and says, listen, you can marry Batman, but if you do, he's going to get comfortable on the couch with a bag of Funyuns and a remote <laughs> yeah. control, yeah. and he's going to be a content married uh, instead of being... Yep. And so uh, a lot of people held that against Tom when they shouldn't have, and then ultimately when they he left the book... They ended up giving him, I think, fifteen or twenty issues to finish that Batman. Yeah, basically because he did that twelve issue it was Batman, just Cat Batman and Catwoman, and yeah. then he did that Killing Time, which was like I think six issues. Right. And he just finished a six issue Gotham City Year One. Ye- so he's still been working on Batman. So still been doing Batman stuff. Yeah. But it, it feels like kind of stuff that he was had planned before they canceled yeah. the wedding. But then it basically comes back to again the iconic characters aren't mm-hmm. really allowed to grow or change yeah to yeah a point you are but then not too much not too much you know uh, now, on that note but let me ask you as both um a longtime fan and a retailer let's say that you've got a run on spider-man like zebs that's just universally kind of pan no one's into it no one's right. excited about it it's taken all the excitement out of the book what, what would you do with spider-man to turn that back around to follow zeb wells run how would you how would you get the public back on the side of spider-man do you think well and i tell you i had this idea a long time ago before I think it was before Joe Casada became editor in chief, mm-hmm. but I kind of like the idea of bringing in writers that aren't necessarily comic book writers. Oh, okay. So like, like uh, Tana Hesey Coates. For so Tana Hesey Coates was a good example. Um, I remember when I first when we were first talking about it. I remember thinking of like Tom Clancy when Tom Clancy was alive. Oh I was like, yeah. I was like, have Tom Clancy write Crazy a, Nick, a, Nick, a Nick Fury book. Yeah. You oh, know? that would be great. Or have um, Anne Rice do a Blade of the Vampire Hunter. Oh, oh yeah. Um, when she was still alive. Yeah. Huh. And so all your, all your I know all my suppressing. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, they're all dead. Yeah, I had Dr. Seuss for Peter Porker. <laughs> Dr. Oh my Seuss God! Is... I will, if I had a time machine, I would make that happen. That would somehow. be fantastic. Yeah. So, but yeah, maybe so. Not necessarily even stunt casting, but almost like when they brought in Straczynski. So it, it didn't even have to be a big writer. Like Straczynski was just yeah. known for basically doing Babylon Five. Yep. And uh, maybe one or two other things. Yeah. Uh, but something like that, just to kind of, to 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 let people know that Spider-Man is our A-list book. That this is yep. this is that we're putting our, our best talent, our best writers, our best artists. Yeah. And um, if you like the the run right now, that's okay. Like we say, sure, we try sure. to keep positive oh, yeah. here. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of people that like the Zeb Wells run. Yeah, and it's it just feels like forever ago that the awesome Nick Spencer Ryan Otley run. Oh yeah, like, it feels like forever ago now. Yeah, um, and, and partly that's because Spider-Man comes out two or three times a month. So yeah, but you know, obviously, like I think Zeb has said he 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 wants to be gone by at least fifty. Mm-hmm. So probably in the next year or so, with how often Spider-Man comes out, yeah, we'll probably hear of a new creative team. Yeah, and and, and they like to do reboots, and so they can start with a new number one. Yeah, and a lot of times, yeah, you you want to bring in, you only have. In my opinion, you only have so many issues in you of a certain character. Yeah. Like it's hard for you have Peter David on the Hulk for like twelve years, but other than that, it's hard for one creator to have a sustained voice for a character for longer than five or six years. I Is think. modern day like Jason Aaron on Thor or his run on mm. Avengers? Well, because Jason Aaron had two runs on Thor, you know. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So, but yeah, something like that, or you know, if uh, like Hickman's old run on FF that was yep. five or six years, something yeah. like that. I guess right now, like, Zerdowski is going to end up, like, about 50 issues of Daredevil before his run ends in August. All the Daredevil writers, if you think about it, have had long runs. Yeah, and it seems like now they're about to wrap up, I guess, the story, because that's another big thing. Uh, they're Speaking of JMS, mm-hmm. uh, they're, they're wrapping up uh, the two Captain America books. And John, what is it, uh, Michael Stravinsky, Just, yeah. is about to start doing a Captain America book, and I think in September... It's a Steve Rogers, I believe. So I wonder yes, where yes. that's going to put Sam Wilson, if he's going to go back to the Falcon or if he's going to stay a Captain America too. Well, he is currently in the Avengers. He's the cap of the new Avengers relaunch, number one. So imagine they'll have that split. Like okay. Steve will have yeah. the solo title. Uh, Sam will be in the, in the uh, Avengers. Avengers yeah. Another strong new run, the mm-hmm. Avengers. It was really good. I enjoyed it. I, I think yeah. The, yeah, I think the one I'm most looking forward to this summer is Al Ewing, Immortal Thor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or... um. Yeah, Immortal Thor, and yeah. then um, what about Philip Kenny Johnson on Incredible Hulk? Yeah, that's going to yes. be great, and that's that looks good too. soon, right? Is that with Nick Klein? I think it is Nick Klein. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they had a preview of that in the annual that just came out last yes. week, and uh, it's going back towards horrors. It looks like they're pulling back a little bit more towards where Immortal Hulk was, which right. I, I approve of. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. It would have been um, because just unfortunately, like uh, Donny Cates had to leave the Hulk and Thor. Um, you know, just like right. uh, personal reasons. Right. Um, but I am excited for the new runs, especially Al Ewing, because the yeah. Immortal Hulk I've heard is like just a tremendous run. Fantastic. It yeah. Is. Beautiful Alex Ross covers and the whole story works together. It's mm-hmm. it's a great run of books. And it's being collected into like an insanely like 16,000 or 1,600 page omnibus. It would have to be. It was like 50 issues yep. plus, yep. Uh, you know, a few one shots and yep. annuals. I think it's July or August, but it's... Uh, <laughs> Yeah. I don't know how they're going to do the binding on that. Golly. Mm. I think it's going to be like 10 pounds. Yeah. But great that they're doing it all in one collection and not doing, hey, you got to yeah. get, this is the first one. Here comes the second one. Yeah. It seems like everything about that current Hulk run, everyone involved, it just seems like they're like, abort mission, abort mission. It's not working. Yeah. 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 Which I is unfortunate because yeah. I, I did like, I like the creative team of Kate yes. and, yes. and Otley. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But like, as we talked about in the um, Otley 
mm-hmm. issue or the episode of the the podcast i'll just say issue to everything <laughs> ollie mm-hmm. mentioned like you know kate's had to leave for his reasons and Otley was given the because Ollie knew he was going to be leaving too, right? But had four issues just sprung on him to say, "Hey, to wrap this up," and did so, an admirable job. An really. admirable I job mean, for yeah. it. Like when he was talking about that, I was like, "Wow!" Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just like happens sometimes. It's just like odd things happen on runs. But yeah. uh, hopefully, the people that are taking over have long. Uh, I prefer runs. Yeah, I, I kind of prefer when you have a good long run of somebody that's. I think so too. Yeah. Yeah, and I do like how they're doing it. Marvel seems to be doing it. Like, when they go to a new creative team, they do right. start back at a number one. Yeah. Um, but it almost almost kind of got a reset, which kind of goes back on the whole iconic stuff. But I think it's kind of interesting to see this as a new series with new writers. So if you didn't dig the last series, yep. just wait a little bit because you're sure. going to get a new good series. Yeah, yeah, yeah seriously. Yeah. yeah. Uh, before we move over and to talk about some movies, there's one more uh, newsworthy comic item to talk about, which is Image Comics leaving Diamond Distributors. Yeah. They buy felicia uh, <laughs> They did. So I think what happened was they had an exclusivity contract through Diamond. Okay. And I think it made, they signed for maybe three or four years. And then when the contract ran out here last month, I guess Image contacted Diamond and let them know that uh, they're no longer uh, going to be uh, distributed through Diamond, that they're going to go through, I guess, uh, Lunar. With DC, right? Uh, it's correct. So Lunar is the one that does. They do DC. They do Scout, Vault. There's a couple of smaller companies. Okay. But, yeah, mostly is, is DC. So I guess just to let people know in the, that are listening, does that mean that people will st- – that come in on Tuesday for their DC stuff, we'll be able to get their image stuff too. Right. So mm-hmm. starting, and I think they said January, maybe. It's got. It's got to be because off. the previews, the diamonds preview this month, still does have like an image book on the front of it. Right. So, but um, I want to say start in January of next year. Um, that's they're going to go through Lunar, and then once they go through Lunar, then image will be available for sale on Tuesdays, just like the rest of the DC books. How yeah. do you feel about that? So. You know, this is the thing, is that I have the option of either getting image books through Lunar or I can stay through Diamond. Okay. But my discount through Diamond will go down because Diamond will basically act as a middleman and get them from Lunar uh, and sell them to me. Wow. So is that how the weird. DC works too? And that's, well, DC, I that's guess how you have the, no choice, um, right? Well, that's how the, uh, correct, but that's how the um, the Marvel, that's how they do with Penguin. So they so they buy the books from Penguin. They buy the books from Penguin. What? Yeah. And then they offer them to retailers at a, a smaller discount than what you can get them available at Penguin. For. Do you get so if you had if you had got your Marvels through Penguin, you'll get a you would get a better discount than what you get through. Correct. But you like Diamond because Diamond just is more. So uh, no, well, it's not that I like Diamond, but <laughs> it's, it's 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 weird. I do like Diamond, but it, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's more of a weird loyalty thing. Okay. That I've been with Diamond for like 20, 21 years. And I remember Penguin did not have a good first impression when they started doing the Marvel books. Like a lot of people online were talking about the books were just not really packed well. Yeah, they were used to shipping like book books, like hardbacks, and and they weren't really used to shipping comic books. And so their their shipping materials and their boxes they weren't the best for like paper books. Yeah. Um, so a lot of stuff got damaged, but now this was like a year and a half ago. And my yeah. understanding is that they've, they've the penguins really improved. Okay. Yeah. So are you 
planning to stay with Diamond for your image? Or are you still considering it? No, I'll probably because the the they put out the new discounts if you stay with Diamond, and they weren't okay. nearly as friendly as as what I would get mm -hmm. if I if I switched to get them through Lunar. And Lunar, you've had no problem because they started in 2020. Yeah, it's right after the pandemic, right? Yeah, because they yeah. had uh, Lunar and another company that was doing theirs, and then right. they kind of just decided just to pick. They did like a bachelor final ceremony, and they handed Lunar the rose. The rose, yeah. yeah for um, the, um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I probably will, and and for, not only for the increased discount, but also just to get them uh, on sale on Tuesday. Yeah. So let me ask you something about that. Now mm -hmm. that you know, you think of DC Marvel Image being the big three. How, do you think that's going to affect your customers at all? Having essentially two comic book days, you know, now that two of them are going to be on Tuesday and then Marvel's so big on Wednesday. Do you, how do you think that's going to affect people? Well, I think a lot of people are still only going to come in on Wednesday because they wait mm -hmm. until mm -hmm. all the books are available. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That um, makes sense, especially with yeah. gas prices. Oh, yeah. Yeah, now some people, if all they get are, is Image or all they get is DC, uh, like I have some people like, like Corey. Like Corey. Yeah. There's a few people who come in on Tuesday and all they get is DC, and so they'll grip their books on Tuesday. Mm. The majority of the people buy from all the companies, so they wait and come in on Wednesday. Makes sense. Uh, yeah. And you can see all the stuff that's out. But, but yeah, I mean, I think you'll see, you'll definitely see a shift. And I think what you may see is some pressure put on Marvel to um, to move their on-sale date to Tuesdays also. Uh -huh. Yeah. Uh, just to create a unified day for the same way you have, like, I guess is it Tuesdays for D or for um, CD still for so I don't know because I don't think anybody <laughs> I think it's Friday now yeah is I it think Friday video games are basically now what are video games video games Fridays usually Tuesday, are right? usually for they, they sometimes do they do Tuesdays and Fridays now for video games okay like Diablo four came out today okay um, I think but, Nintendo sticks with Fridays usually but yeah most people still do Fridays Thursday night into Friday okay um, I know some people because Eric Larson when he posts about it there was like Facebook people in there and uh Brian Hibbs, who yeah, I guess yeah. is a, a big uh, uh, distributor in San Francisco, Shane Comics Experience. Yeah, yeah. He was, a lot of his, he was upset for two reasons. Mm -hmm. uh, one is because it's been so uniquely branded, the Wednesday brand for so long. Um, that And it's probably like a fear of change with him. Right. But do you would you would you like to see it stay on a wednesday mostly or are you cool if everything goes the, to well, tuesdays I, I would kind of prefer everything going to tuesdays hmm. okay um though i i'm also cool with uh tuesday and wednesday but i prefer just i think the one big day rather yeah. than the two because you'll ha you usually have all your comics in the store like before wednesday anyway right so luckily they ship them to me a day or two before uh, they are on sale date and then yeah. now in the past it wasn't always that way they'd mm -hmm. ship i'd get them a wednesday for on sale wednesday mm -hmm. okay. and it was it was madness yeah <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> oh i bet yeah. i remember sometimes where people would come in and you'd be sitting there opening a new box yeah. and they're going is this the box with spider-man yep. that was oh, me yep. is this the box? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah they would uh they would just be hanging out i'd be like well, you know uh I, I don't know where iron man's at it's gonna be one of these boxes and they're yeah. like that's cool i'll just hang out yeah, and, and then uh, you would open a box, and then people get, oh, right, right, right. oh sorry, these are just variants of another book that yeah. I already opened. <laughs> or, or it wouldn't be the cover they'd want, and they'd have yeah. to. So, uh, so no, I'd prefer to uh, skip all that, um, let them ship me my stuff on win on Monday, for, and I can uh, sell it on Tuesday. Yeah, and I know like one person was talking about with Diamond, they, they're okay with this because they saw they get a lot of damage with diamond and yeah. i guess when mm. diamond replaces mm. the books they charge you more they charge you again for the shipping they do oh, yeah yeah so yeah. if they if they mess up on, like with the error on the book you still have to pay to get it shipped again yeah yeah diamond's pretty unfriendly when it comes to their shipping um uh the shipping policies 
Yeah. Uh, for one, they they charge much much more than the other companies, and uh, and two, yeah, you're you're having to pay. So for instance, if I just have one person who orders a poster, that poster has to be shipped in a poster tube. And so since it's shipped in a poster tube, that's an extra package that's shipped by oh, itself. Wow. And so I had to pay. And so a lot of times I'll wait until I'm ordering eight, nine, a dozen posters. Uh, okay. just, to, just so the cost on that one poster is not just so crazy. It makes sense. Like when you send stuff in to get graded, you usually I'll do wait. the last day of the month, right? Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise I'm shipping 15 boxes throughout the month. Yeah. Um, the other thing I saw here uh, that I guess Hibbs was upset about, and yeah. I don't know. This is the first I'm hearing about, so I don't know if this is true or not. Oh, breaking. Is, um, he's extremely disappointed that the publisher uh, said, and this was um, Eric Stevenson, mm-hmm. uh, s- the switch to Lunar is also that it'll be a digitally only catalog. Image is going to be digitally only, which uh, a lot of his uh, subscribers like to take the previews or I guess does DC do digital only too? So DC, it's weird because DC went to digital only for about three or four months and then they went back to the printed uh, uh, monthly. Yeah, like the little The little little free giveaway that that right. So them and Marvel still have like a little uh, free monthly book that we can pass out that's kind of like a coming attractions. Yeah, Uh, but have you heard that where Image is saying that everything will just be like digitally only? Well, I kind of wondered because I knew that they wouldn't be in the Diamond Previews catalog. Yeah. Well, I take that back. They will still be, I think, in the... Well, I don't know. That's a good question because I would imagine yeah. they would stay in the Diamonds Preview catalog. Okay. But but Ooh. Lunar themselves, uh, they may, if they don't put them in the DC book, then they would have to make an entire image book for, for the image titles. And maybe that's why they're thinking just digital only. So maybe they keep DC in the printed book and do image digital only. Or maybe yeah. they're both going to switch DC back to digital only, but I'm with uh, I'm with Brian, Mr. Hibbs. Yeah. Most of my customers prefer having the yeah the physical copy. But hopefully enough people. That seems like something where like the Tuesday or Wednesday thing. I'm like yeah. you. Tuesday's awesome because yeah. you're getting your comics earlier right. in the week. Yes. Um, but something like that, especially for people who line to look at the covers and yeah. circle what they want, especially yeah. with Image, because a lot of times. Image doesn't hype their number ones that in advance. That's right. true. That's right. true. Yeah, and so it's it's harder to be like, oh, this looks this is book's going to be written by it like is. the the one that's on the cover right now by Rick Remender, uh, looks awesome. But right. yeah, it's I don't know if that's well, it makes you wonder. But I mean, I hope they know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they know what they're doing. Yeah, but like you said, if this is um January that this yeah. is probably going to yeah. all roll over, they still have a ton. Of time to listen to the fans and yeah, get anything out worked out. Yeah, yeah, I think it's I think it'll go pretty smoothly. Uh, you know, the uh, Marvel and DC when they split from from Diamond, you know, it, it, for the most part, it was pretty pretty problem free. Yeah, 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 and that's hopefully what's going to happen here. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, uh, getting this back on a bi-weekly schedule has proven uh, proven a lot of meat here in this episode. I can't believe an hour's almost gone by. I guess we should uh, start kind of, uh, yeah. Wow. We'll start wrapping this up, I suppose. We've still got this uh, after-credits spoiler review for Across the Spider-Verse to do, so uh, maybe we should do Books of the Week. Yeah. Uh, I'll start us off. I am just intrigued by this because uh, uh, Worf from Star Trek, Michael uh, Dorn. Michael Dorn is uh, writing this, and I have really liked, except for action, I really have dug all the Superman books during this dawn of DC. Mm. Really have liked them all. 
Yeah. Um, action, just not as much, but uh, we still have a couple to go, though, right? We still have mm-hmm. the uh, the Wonder Woman, the Flash. Yeah, we still have a ton of them. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we're gonna. I think we're gonna look at the end of June, the first of July episode. We're gonna kind of like look at all the Donna DC that's come up to now. Yeah. But yeah, I am curious on Steelworks. Like, I think it's just cool to see, like you were saying, like people that aren't comic book writers. Mm-hmm stepping in and writing and yes. i think it's going to be fascinating to see what michael because i guess he played still in some of the animated oh the voice oh, really i, I didn't think know he that. has so okay so yeah huh. so i'm cool to see it yeah get more camel on a joker book yeah yeah, yeah. i mean Ooh. i'd buy that yeah but yeah i'm going with still works that's a good choice yep, yep. i'm going to take a a marvel book i'm going to pick this uh, a new darth vader anthology book called black white and red okay uh for one i like anthologies this one's yep. got i think three short stories uh, and two, you know, if you're a fan of Darth Vader, like in the movies, you get to see him do some stuff with the Force, but you never really see him like really show out. Yep. And that's what I love about uh, this book, especially, but, but most Vader books in particular, is in the comics, you're not constrained by budget, you're not constrained by writers, you can do whatever you imagine with Vader. So in the comics, they have Vader, like when he's tapping into the Force, like he's really doing some powerful stuff, like he's bringing uh, uh, like X Wings out of the it's sky. It's like the last scene in Rogue One. Yes, like, yeah, amp times times five. You yeah, know, okay. he's, just, he's just crushing yep. people. Um, so it's kind of cool to see these different writers kind of get to do a different take on, on Darth Vader. And, and there's one story in particular that Jason Aaron does. Oh, really? Um, Jason Aaron's doing something. Okay. That kind of deals with, like, an in-between time that hasn't really been uh, yeah. uh, touched on in the movies. But, um, but yeah, yeah, if you're just looking for some, uh, some Star Wars, or particularly some Darth Vader stories, and you want to get three in one package... Uh, black, white, and red. Darth Vader, and it's a good entry level too. If you want to read Darth Vader, because like mm-hmm. the Star Wars comics, there's so many of them. Correct. So yeah. this, you don't really have to know anything. You can just pick up. It's on issue two now. Okay. But you can just start with issue one. We just got um, some second prints came in today. Oh, perfect. So and yeah, the first one is cool too. Like Peach mm-hmm. Momoko uh, does a complete story in there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So um, so yeah, it's it, if it's one of those things like it's almost like a little variety pack like when you get those cereals yep. and they had like four different cereals in the yep. one pack you know you always had that one cereal that's that special k nobody special ate special k <laughs> that's only it's like the uh the friend group where you can always tell the one friend that's in the group and they're yeah. just like kind of like they're sad for him right, right special right. k is <laughs> that of the cereal ones yeah, I'm sure it's the only way they could get rid of Mr. it. Mr. Like, Good Bar uh, in the packs of Crunch uh, cereal. Uh, oh, crunch, the little uh, fun size bars? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mr. Yeah. Good Bar was always the one that me and my brothers would just toss away. Really? That one over the... Uh, I don't like the special Hershey's dark cho- special dark mm. chocolate ones. Yeah, I get that. It's uh, too, too dark. Too dark. Too much, yeah. Yeah, too dark. What about you, Mike? I think I'm going to go with Invincible Iron Man number seven. I think this is a book that's been kind of flying under the radar. I don't hear a lot of excitement about it. It's about to start crossing over with X-Men involving some Stark Sentinels. So the book has been sitting in my backlog. Uh, I wanted to get caught up on it to get current with the X-Men stuff. And I started reading it the other night. And I was really, I don't use the word blown away, but I thought it was really quite excellent. Uh, Jerry, is it Dugan or Duggan? Do we know? I, I, I say Dugan. Because of Hacksaw Jim. But it could be, of course. <laughs> hey, oh. Hey, yo, that's an epic man. No, he's what he said with the. With the ho. Oh, maybe it was Ho. Oh, maybe yeah, maybe you're right. Hoes. Um, but yeah, it's uh, Jerry Dugan. The art is by Awan Frigeri, for Jerry, mm-hmm. one of the two. And uh, it's just really hitting. It seems like the art and the writing's working really well together. They're doing some cool ideas. It seems inspired. They're trying some new directions on some stuff. Right. 
And I don't know. I just like the idea of these Stark Sentinels coming in. He's having some of his company taken away from him. Uh, it's, it's really good stuff. I, I would recommend checking that out. And yeah. Iron Man's another one where some people weren't that thrilled with the last run of it. Right, right. right. It's like, just wait, because you're going to get a new creative team on there. And yeah. So, yeah, yeah, it cuts both ways. Like I said, some, sometimes you kind of want the continuity, like when you have a really good writer on a book, and you're like, yeah. I hope this, this person stays on this book forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then there's other times when you're like, I can't wait for this person to leave and this story to be done with and then to move yeah. on. Yeah. yeah. But I haven't, like I said, I haven't heard a lot of people talking about it, which is why it surprised me that I liked it so much. I thought it was really good. Yeah. And I imagine with issue seven, that means the uh, trade will probably be soon. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, Marvel, I think, is about five or six issues per trade paperback. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we got uh, some recommendations, I suppose, too, the old trusty segment. Yeah, we do. So my recommendation is, I think something that you recommended, but it's basically uh, all my life right now, mm. is uh, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Oh, yes. It's fantastic. Um, I'm 50 hours into the game right now. I have done none of this main story. <laughs> oh, jeez. I've not found a single dungeon yet. I just finally found out what these dragon tears are about. Mm, um, right, right. But yeah, I am. I just been doing shrines and exploring. It's, it's almost impossible to stay focused in that game. I'm just oh, trying yeah. to get from point A to point B. I'm like, what's that over there? What's that over there? Yeah. What's that up there? You just, it's really it's, exploration. It's unreal. Yeah, it's like, that's because what I did at the beginning of the game, they kind of, once you go down a certain path, once you get off the tutorial island, mm -hmm. and I was trying to do that, but then I'd start seeing stuff in the distance, and then I would go there and then forget what I was going to do because I saw something else in the distance. The amount of stuff they do in this game, because there's three tiers. It's tears, T-E-A-R-S, but there's also tears to the kingdom. Uh, there's a sky kingdom. Nice. There's Hyrule, and then there's an underworld. And um, basically, you can explore all three, and they're huge. Mm -hmm. Now, have you played all the Zelda games? I think so. I've, I'm uh, of the age where I, I was there the, for the first one. This mm -hmm. is the, what, the fourth? No, okay, so, um, oh my god, we're going to do this. Uh, are we counting the DS games? Because that's going to make it hard. You already lost me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, as far as like the main line goes, yes. you'd have Legend of Zelda, uh, Legend of Zelda 2, uh -huh. Link's Awakening, um, Zelda uh, 64, Ocarina of Time. Ocarina of Time. Um, Majora's Mask. Uh -huh. Oh, jeez. Um, Twilight Princess. Twilight Princess. Skyward Sword. Skyward Sword. Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild. And Tears of Kingdom. I think you nailed it. So nine. Good job. Yeah, jeez. thank you. Yeah, very nice. Uh, nine main ones, and then there's like a ton of uh, like kind of remakes and like um, ones just for the portable system. Kind of reskin for portable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but they're always tremendously well done. Right. Uh, and if you haven't played it yet, uh, Breath of the Wild is almost, I think, worth buying a Switch if you don't have a Switch. Wow. I agree. Yeah. Or Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Either one, honestly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to piggyback you on the video games. I'm going to recommend another video game, Street Fighter VI. Ah, I'm going to oh. fight you guys right now. Yeah. Watch out. No, it's, uh, I've been playing it quite a bit. It gets back to the roots of the franchise. Um, it's not too complicated. There's some additional mechanics in it, but they feel really natural and organic. It doesn't feel like it's tacked on or complicated. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like I've got to do a lot of homework for this fighting game like you do with a lot of other fighting games. It's, just, it's very easy to play. I think they're definitely trying to market it uh, to bring in some new casual fans because fighting games can be daunting for a lot of people. Yeah. And I think they're just really doing an excellent job in this one with the tutorials, getting new people excited about it. It, it just plays like a dream. Uh, I love the art style. It just feels like coming back home to some friends a lot of the ways. So it's nice. uh, it, it's some good stuff. Street and is like the casual mode is so brilliant the way they've done it? Yeah, there's a way that you can play the game. I imagine this would be great for little kids. Mm -hmm. um, 
it's like um it's an autopilot mode almost where you just hit the attack buttons and the game kind of chooses the best moves to do at the time for you. So, yeah, so if you look you look like you're just completely awesome at the yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So right. if you this don't, is if random you, stuff. If you have problems like the quarter uh the quarter uh yes. controller hit this button back and forth. But that's I mean that's that's kind of how I play anyway. It's I yeah. just I pretty much just smash <laughs> buttons and hope and hope that I come across a yeah. combination. You yep. know, I'm just like yeah, I didn't play it that night. We were, we did a game night mm, recently, right. uh, but it looks incredible. It really does. Now, if you can name all the Street Fighter games, I would be oh, impressed. Oh, wow. Um, uh, I'm, I'm not going to try that. I could get probably pretty close, but that's going to take me about 15 minutes. There's four or five different <laughs> versions of Street Fighter 2. Street Fighter that's 2 crazy. came out in like early 1990s. You don't think about it being that long, but I guess <laughs> it, it has. Yeah. 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 And they've aged some of the characters, too, in the game, which they is kind of neat. They have. Yeah. What year was the movie? Oh, oh wow! Uh, uh, was that like '92? Let me. I think the game came out. Look 92. it up, yeah. Shipley. Yeah, that movie was so bad. Uh, it was. It was. I wanted it to be so good, but I remember being so disappointed. <laughs> Raul Julia as Bison. Raul Julia. Weird, yeah. Weird choice. And Jean Claude Van Damme as yeah. the American hero guy. Yeah. Which <laughs> Jean Claude was hot back then. He was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, '94. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and that was uh, Raul's last film. I think you're right. Yeah. Passed, yeah, and he did it just because his kids were huge fans of, of the, the game. game. Yeah. yeah, it was bad. Mm-hmm. Well, how yeah. about you? Uh, you got anything? Well, in well there? I'm gonna recommend a. Uh, I'm gonna take this opportunity to recommend a restaurant. Oh, oh, hey, wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna mix it up. Uh, are you now? Are you like that Keith Lee on Twitter on on uh, TikTok who when mm-hmm. he uh, recommends a restaurant. Right. Suddenly, like mile lines, like out the door for oh, months. I, Are you about to do this for a restaurant? I wish that would happen to uh, to Jackie's Dream because oh, it, nice, Jackie's nice. Dream deserves it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's right, uh, it's right there, kind of across from Fulton High School, pretty close to Broadway. I'm trying to think of what the the crossroad is there that it's up on. But it's a fantastic, uh, kind of like a southern meet and what we, we used to call growing up a meet and three restaurant. Okay. I don't know if y'all familiar with that. We kind of mm-hmm. it's like you pick a meet and three sides. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But Good she has sides. So fantastic yeah, sides. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd love the. Uh, she has fantastic uh, collard greens. Um, also, I love the barbecue ribs and the hot chickens. Delicious there. My wife usually gets the hot chicken. Does she? Oh yeah, Ooh. yeah, yeah. Oh, She'll Kendra's the, impressive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, hot chicken that traditionally will destroy you. It's supposed to be just like ridiculous. Yeah. So I'll I'll get the hot sauce on the side is what I do. Smart. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And that way I can kind of control it a little bit. But yeah, I've eaten there. I guess there's maybe a couple times in the last year, and we've always had a great a great experience there. And the food's delicious. And yep. we usually have enough. The portions are usually big enough that we have yep. leftovers. So and, and, she, and I like and I like small business. It's it's, yeah. it's, it's not a chain. It's right. a small it, business. It's literally like the opposite of a corporate restaurant. Yes. in every way. In every way. And I would say this, and not just because we're I'm looking at you face to face, but you and Jackie are, as far as I'm concerned, small businesses in Knoxville, mm-hmm. like the best, like and most friendly of the two. I mean, obviously, like Rocky and all them are great too. Oh yeah, yeah. But Jackie will come to each. Table. Each table and make mm-hmm. sure everybody's have is is good. Are you? Do you need some more sweet tea or Kool Aid? Right. I love the fact they have great Kool Aid. They here. do. They got yeah. <laughs> yeah. They have two two or three flavors uh, of Kool Aid. But yeah, she is tre- tremendously personable and she just is. talks to everybody. Yeah, and you could tell because there's usually a pretty good crowd there that uh, she does a really good business. And another awesome thing for Knoxville because a few years ago where mm-hmm. she was at. People were breaking into the back of her business and like stealing air, air conditioner parts yeah. and stuff like that. And she uh, just put up a GoFundMe. Mm-hmm. I think had it within oh, like the uh, day. Yeah, shortly. Yeah, maybe two or three days. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. It's the name of the restaurant. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah so Jackie's, Jackie's Dream, if you get a chance, if you're hungry for some Nashville hot chicken and you want to support a fantastic local entrepreneur, uh, yep. Jackie's Dream. Nice. Yeah. Nice. We should do some kind of 
cross promotion with her. Oh, now you're talking. Get her to bring us some chicken. I'm so hungry right now. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe your social media guy needs to figure that out. (laughs) Get to work on it. (laughs) Okay. Um, So now we're going to do, we're about to go to credits. Before we go to credits, just a quick spoiler free across the Mm -hmm. Spider-Verse. It's awesome. Yep. Absolutely. I don't don't really have anything bad to say about it at all. And I tell you, I was really worried because uh, a lot of times second movies suffer from like a curse where it's like, the sequels aren't quite as good as the first. And you're kind of like, wow, I kind of wish they would have just... They're trying to repeat the motions from the first. Yeah, yeah a lot yeah, of the same yeah. jokes. You're like, wow, yeah. they should have just left good enough alone. Mm-hmm. Um, not to mention any names. Matrix. So, but, uh, <laughs> Man, but There's this, a series that went bad for each oh, one. Really right, fast. Right, <laughs> right after the first one. But this one, uh, I tell you, I remember thinking I, I, was, I was ready to be slightly disappointed because mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. the first one so much. Yeah. Uh, you, I could argue that it's my favorite Spider-Man movie. Mm. It's not Spider-Man Two is, but this I can yeah. make I can make an argument. The uh, Garfield one. They're Sam Raimi. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but uh, but no, no, absolutely uh, nine and a half out of ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love it. I, I felt the same as Bill. I was you know a little nervous that might be just going through the motions again and trying to recapture the first movie, but it it was really emotionally heavy. I think it, it touches a lot of people with a lot of what's going on with the storylines. Yeah. Uh, very creative, very inventive in a lot of ways, particularly the art styles meshing together. It moves at a great pace. The jokes are funny. Yeah, I mean, uh, we'll, we'll go more into the other aspects uh, yeah. post-credits here. Well, I think I've heard us all mention something about eating. I've been thinking about food ever since oh you started God. talking about yeah. Jackie's I dream. Know. I'm ready to go into the oh, food Oh, wait verse. a minute. Let's do a taste test. Want to do a taste test? What have you got? Oh, is this those oh, bugles you're talking about? Test, okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I got you uh, in something. my hands here. I was able to find these at Weigel's. There was three packs and I bought all three. Uh, Cinnamon Toast Crunch Bugles. Okay. You cornered them all. Um, I'll let you two try them because I can already tell you right now, 10 out of 10. Okay. Really? Uh, here you go. Pass it down. All right. Let's see what we got here. I want to put one on my fingertip. Yeah. Freddy what did Kruger. you always do? Like you would do Freddy Krueger Freddy Krueger. Everybody did Freddy Krueger. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I guess... Uh, mm. Mm. Film aficionados would do Edward Scissorhands. No. Oh. Hmm. It's like a churro, right? Yeah. So it's like a normal bugle. It's not like they change the texture of the bugle to uh, a, like a cinnamon toast crunch cereal. So it's a normal bugle, yeah, but yeah, it's got yeah. the cinnamon uh, flavoring on there. That's good. Yeah. It's not like um, I tried the uh, Kit Kat cereal the other day. Mm-hmm. Tasted more like Cocoa Puffs. It was great. Yeah. But it didn't taste anything like uh, Kit Kat. I don't know if I could eat a whole bag of those. They're pretty strong. It's pretty strong. Is there still? Is you still getting the salt taste on through these? Not so much. Okay. Maybe it's uh, maybe a little. Let's try to feel. I, I do love uh I do love the bugles because of the salt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm with Mike. I, I think I don't think I could eat a whole package of these, even with a glass of milk. You could over a few days. Oh, easily over a few days, easily. Yeah. Oh, weird. Yeah. That, you could form a bowl like cereal, eat it like oh. that. That'd be weird. And also bugle uh, cereal. They expire on my birthday. Oh. <laughs> it's what, October 22nd. So you, as long as you eat it before your birthday, you're yeah, good, right? October 22nd, 23. With Cinnadust. Blasted with Cinnadust. Blasted. Not just a little bit. They didn't right. like sprinkle a little bit, but yeah. But So do not go any farther till you see the movie. But for now. I might be. I'm Ryan. I'm uh, Spider-Man. Well, no. <laughs> You're Spider-Man? No, no, I can't. I was going to... Don't uh, worry, you can sell your soul to Mephisto. We can get this all pulled. There we I was going to pick a Spider-Verse character, but no, I, I'm Bill. All right, then we'll see you on Spider the other Bill. side of the music. Spider-Bill. Spider-Man. 
we're we're in a spoiler country yeah. now. Spoiler ter- territory. Uh, the first thing that was hysterical, I want to say, this isn't a spoiler. Twenty minutes into the film, we watched it last night right. at the mall. Mm-hmm. Power goes out, and we were uh, basically. It was the second time in my life that I've been at a theater where power goes out during a movie. The first, ironically, was the X Men movie where they go back in time. Oh yeah, and Days I of said, past. "Don't worry, we're going to travel back in time. We're going to fix this." Nice. Um, <laughs> we were out with the. the uh, it was out about twenty minutes. Uh, what's to so the credit were, of you were twenty minutes in the movie or twenty we minutes? Were twenty minutes in the movie and then okay. another twenty minutes with the power out. Okay. Um, nobody got upset. Everybody no, was no, everybody chill cool about it. Okay. And cool about it. Did like, someone come in from the theater and yeah, they came call in. I think down? like three or four people were the heroes and they went to go see what's going on. Right. And then the guy came back in and said, "Hey, the power went out. We have a backup generator. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was probably about twenty minutes." And then okay. he came back in. At another point, and said, "Hey, we're still working on it." And as soon as he was leaving, it was popping back up. Yep. Um, and they backed it up just a few minutes too. So yeah, yeah, which it was, was cool. Good, good yeah. Um, but like nobody like got angry, like yeah, demanded free tickets or anything like that. Right. But I think it was the whole theater, right? Because you went to the restroom and you said did, everybody did, was basically. Yeah. There's lines out of the bathroom, and you could hear people from other theaters talking about it. So it's theater yep. wide. But not even that could ruin this amazing no. movie. Well, I know you'd been looking forward to it for a while, right? I've been looking forward to it. It's so weird that Sony can do so well at these yeah. Spider Verse movies, mm-hmm. and then, but they can do so well, and then just do so bad with like Morbius and the Venom movies are a little underwhelming. Yeah. It's just odd to me. Well, I wonder maybe if they uh, if they work maybe slightly in conjunction with Disney on these animated ones. Uh, oh, maybe. Yeah. I hadn't thought about that, but it's possible. Hmm. Maybe Disney has some has some slight input on the, uh, the animated movies. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it was it was interesting. Mm. I think the most people in our theater realized it was also going to be part one of two. Because we didn't have anybody that seemed to get mad when it went to the to be continued. A few people in my theater gave it the oh kind of yeah. yeah 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 yeah. I kept thinking watching a movie that okay this is where they're going to pull it back. This is where the to oh, be yep. continued right. is going to yep, happen. Too, but yeah, the thing that really impressed me the most is like the animation was incredible. Mm. Like the opening sequence where Gwen is 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 fighting the Leonardo da Vinci inspired vulture. Right. So awesome. And he's done in, was it parchment, par, parchment paper? It looks kind of like, yeah, almost like if you origami the vulture. Kinda. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Everything, his weapons and everything. They did little editor's notes down at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just phenomenal. A little overwhelming in that first big sequence. It's a lot to take in. Yeah. 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 That, and then you're seeing Jessica Drew. She's pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, then Spider-Man 2099 shows up. It's just, it's incredible. No, if, if, yeah, if, if, if you're into the Spider Verse at all, I mean, it's, it's a big love letter to all the Spider characters, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, uh, and they cram in so much. So much. Um, even, uh, did we get to see the, um, the Spider Buggy? The, so uh, Peter Park, yeah, parked Peter, car shows park up, car, yeah. and they do have the little <laughs> caption below him that says like what earth he's from and everything right. like that. Right. I think we get the Insomniac Spider Men in there. Yeah, there's a lot of the costumes yeah. from the game. I saw um, Spider Cat. Spider Cat, which yeah, is hilarious. I think, I think Some really neat, like since we're in spoiler country, mm-hmm. Donald Glover. Really so cool. that was cool to see uh, him in costume as, as Prowler. As Prowler, yeah. yeah. The um, the lady that runs the market in Venom mm-hmm. when the spot comes. Oh, comes that was cool. Yeah. I forgot about her. And by the way, they did so good with the spot. Yeah, great. It was uh, Jason Schwartzman, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and I like how they do when he first shows up. He's mm-hmm. goofy. He is. And... He Endearing, just, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then just like when Miles is not giving him any kind of respect and just right. treating him as like the villain of the week. Right. 
the turn that he takes to because when they first say oh spot is the main villain of the mm. spire i thought okay he's the he, there's a secret villain right right there's right. going to be somebody else in here but when he powers up mm-hmm. he becomes a legitimately frightening character yes yeah yeah and it's one of those situations to where like like any power you realize that if you have the right writer um, any power can be pretty because uh, the spot's power at first like you said at the beginning of the film you're kind of like well Spider-Man's not going to have any problem with this guy yeah yeah he yeah he just kind of has like this like almost like a little night crawler ability to teleport yeah. you know real he close by he kicks himself in the butt you know? yeah, yeah. yeah he came <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, but you're right by the end of the movie uh, they has, they've established him as a, a, a threatening like a frightening character really yeah and I love how they do the the animation on him when mm-hmm. he's kind of getting powered up and it's kind of like the it's very the, sketchy very mm-hmm. sketchy Scribbly. the drawings for him and yeah, everything yeah almost like a yeah. Bill Sienkiewicz like uh, if he was doing yeah, it on yeah, the spot yeah. yeah and they did a good job of tying it into the first movie with him right. um, basically being the one that brings the spider into the universe so yeah I thought that was a neat twist yeah. that was yep. such a good twist when Miguel tells Miles if you didn't get bit by that right. spider Peter your Peter would still be alive so I mean, do you think they're setting up Miguel to be like the antagonist in the second movie, or one of the antagonists? Kind of what it seems to be right now. Um, so, question: Does Miguel is he a vampire in the comics? I think he is. He is. I'm not 100 percent positive because I, okay. I Spider-Man 2099. I didn't read a whole bunch of. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I think he was a vampire. I want to say. He kind of treated it like a Morbius, like he came up with a, like a serum, a way or some to, way to, okay. to get the blood without. Right, it's been yeah. so long since I've it's read been, it. It's been because I think I've read the Peter David the original yep, ones, and nothing else really is Spider. Because mm. it's only been recently that they've really started. Marvel's really started focusing more on him. Mm. And it might have been that he didn't even start out that way. It might be something that developed in the issues over time. I don't remember. Yeah, but uh, but it was a nice it was a nice touch to see. Uh, and Ben Riley showing up, oh, you know, so for funny. for fans that were of the '90s Spider-Man. Oh, '90s um, '90s as an AF here. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh my goodness. Uh, overall, uh, you know, and then you see you get to see a lot of recurring characters. So Penny mm-hmm. Parker shows back up. Yep. Uh, your boy Spider-Ham shows. Oh, back up. Oh, when he showed up at the very very oh, end, yeah, yep. I cheered. Did, did you see Spider-Man Noir anywhere? He's at the very end. Too, uh, he is when, in the okay. When, when right. pulls in her her posse. Okay. Um, I love Peter B. Parker and mm-hmm. Mayday. Oh, oh yeah, so good. The and also um, the interactions between Mayday and uh, Spider Punk were mm-hmm. incredible. I love to Spider Punk's whole design where he looks like a a fanzine. Yeah, yeah. So the animation style on him, which I guess is something they kept from the first movie, right? Where every different character had a different animation yeah, style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, similar to this film, it seems like every character has kind of their own style of animation. And his in particular, uh, you're right. It looked like almost like you had taken a bunch of. Um, band posters that they had yeah. put oh, band right, flyers right. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah. and kind of made them out of those band flyers that, uh, but I'd be surprised if he uh, if he doesn't play a huge role in the third film mm, I, no, so. I, I, so. I know yeah. the way, I know he, he kind of leaves in this movie yep uh, and kind of peace outs everybody yep but uh, but yeah, he, he, the the fan uh, response on him is gonna be very popular. Yeah. So I, it you, worked for me. Like before this movie, Spider Punk never really did much for me. I was mm-hmm. like, eh, whatever. But after this movie, I loved him. I thought it was great. I loved how he's constantly speaking and it's the punk cliches. Yeah, 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 yeah. Really yeah. funny he, stuff. Uh, Mayday is anarchist. He's that very baby's an anarchist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, if you're if you have any ability to crochet and you want to open an Etsy shop. Mayday Spider-Man masks yep. where you go. Ron's buying your first three or four oh, probably. Oh, I will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But yeah, I mean, obviously I went into this movie. I'm a Spider-Man fan, so right. I'm obviously going to like it. Right. But I was surprised with just how much I liked it. Me too. Um, yeah. The depth of it. As a father, uh-huh. how how did it get to you emotionally, like all the scenes between uh, her, uh, Gwen, uh, Gwen Stacy and Captain Stacy? So similar to how the first movie you had, all the emotional scenes. So like when Peter's or when Miles is tied up and his dad's talking to him through the door in the first movie. Mm-hmm. And he's wanting to get Miles to respond and Miles can't. Yeah, and it's just it's it's such a it's such a heartfelt moment, mm. and then I felt like similar to, with this movie they just they subbed out uh, Miles's dad and put in Captain Stacy. Yeah, and you have this time it's more with Gwen and her dad. Though you do have stuff with Miles and his dad and his mom. I yeah, mean, Miles' I, mom in particular. I was glad to see the yeah. mom get a big role. Bigger because, role, yeah, yeah, because you don't really see her much, if at all, in the yeah. first movie. But the scene near the end of the movie where. Mm-hmm. Gwen and Captain Stacy have that scene. All right. Yep. Oh my god. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's absolutely when she shows back up in the window and yep. so yeah, yeah, as a father, those scenes are and that's what is really works about the movie is that it it, it it not only works on an action like a visceral level, yeah. um, but it also works on an emotional level. It works on a visual level. Um the pacing I mean, of the movie is really excellent between all those different yeah. elements. I, I read comments early on that the movie was very energetic and frenetic and high paced. So right. I was yeah. kind of worried it was going to be just like the fight scenes for the whole movie. It was going to be just a big chase sequence. Yeah, right. yeah. But yeah. they, they right. really pull back and give you those nice emotional character beats that really helps it. They do. And there's there's some really cool um, color palettes that they use. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So that, that, much, that change. Yeah. It is frenetic in the sense that it may. I, would, I do want to see it a second time because there's so much stuff mm-hmm. so much that stuff. I feel yes. like I'm sure I'm, I'm, I know I miss a few things because they, yeah. they, they, it comes at you so fast. But at no point do you ever feel like you can't keep up with the story. No, no. And yeah. one kid did the whole Lego Spider-Man scene. Yes, it was a kid. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it was like a 14-year-old that had, I guess, had put something online where he had done some Lego work where he had previously... Done the first trailer. The first trailer, yeah, that's what yeah. it was. Like yeah, it was all in the Spider-Man figures. Yep, yep. Yeah, the Lego and, figures, yeah. And they saw it, and they liked it, and they contacted him. And Isn't that like, crazy? And like, hey, kid, <laughs> hey, 14-year-old, do you want to work on a, a, a <laughs> Sony motion picture? Could yeah, you imagine? Not. Wow. Imagine so, him going back to school, and, and, uh, and, yeah, yeah, and the yeah. kid's like, you, and, and it's, it's the essay, what do you do for your summer break that every kid has to <laughs> Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and the one kid's like, "Well, I went to vacation Bible school. What'd you do? What'd you do, Ronnie?" Ronnie's <laughs> like, "Well, if you have to ask." <laughs> now, one thing, and I think because we talked about this before mm-hmm. uh, recording, a lot there are people out there that have complained about the sound mix. Oh, yes, that's a good um, thing to address. You didn't have that issue, right? Not that I noticed. Okay. I'm not super picky about the sound. Yeah. As long I, as it's loud enough for me. I noticed it a couple of times in the very beginning the when very she's doing beginning, the drum the solo. It's like, uh-oh. Okay. And then a couple of times maybe when uh, Spider-Punk was talking or there's some other characters that might have been a little more muffled. But right. I played drums for like 25 years, <laughs> so I'm not the, be- the best example. On Didn't you say that Peter Lord is it Peter Lord or Peter Mill? Yes, Peter Lord. Uh, Peter Lord uh, brought out a suggestion for you to yeah. get to the... <laughs> he said, get to the theater early, find a manager... And tell them to bump the ratio of the sound up to 7.5. He said it, theaters are normalized at like a level 7. Mm-hmm. And find a manager and say, tell them it's okay. We said you could do it. it huh. It's fine. And just tell them to bump it up to 7.5 if you're worried about the audio issues. But it huh. seems like that would just bump up the overall mix. So I don't really know. Yeah. Because yeah, it started a new uh, trend on the line this past weekend about subtitles. And a lot of people, especially like the younger generation, are going more to subtitles now. Yeah. Because a lot of it is because not... Sound, some sound mixes are way off now mm-hmm. especially the CW shows like mm-hmm. they really got to the point where like the sound mixing was really bad where the the action stuff would overwhelm 
the dialogue. I think a lot of studios are working under the assumption that people have really nice sound bars or mm-hmm. sound sound systems yep. at their house, and a lot of people don't. Like you're talking about younger people, especially, and they're yeah. listening to their TV speakers. Right. It's, if it's not mixed for that, it's just not going to sound good. So right. I, yeah. I think they need to consider the whole picture. But they are working, what I understand, on a new sound mix right now. Which so since everything is digital now, they'll just be able to dump it into, they into will. the theaters. I'm sure they want to get it right before they put it on DVD. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Were you were either any surprised by the uh, no end credit scenes? Yeah, so th- there was a credit scene about a third of the way through, but I think it's just a um, what? Well, it's just a, a a bar that reads. Oh, uh, the Miles Morales. Miles Morales will return. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's not actual scene scene, but yeah. just mm-hmm. a. Uh, but yeah, I, I kind of was. But then again, I in the first film, did, was there an end credit? There was. Scene? They did the gag where Spider Man oh, twenty nine goes back in other. time and does the point meme. That's right. Do you think the point meme is done now that we had that many Spider Man? <laughs> it has to have been. <laughs> yeah, that's that's killed it, right? Yeah, it's killed it, and then, yeah. especially in this movie because when you when they go to the Nexus, the hub, or whatever it yeah, is, yeah, there's yeah. so many mm-hmm. different. And that's yeah. another. You know, I'd love to see that scene again because there's visually there's so much there's to so take many. in. Yeah. There's so many that I'm sure I missed a bunch. Yeah, I loved also the the Spider Horse. Oh, oh yeah, that has the mystery. But so you were surprised about no credit I, scene. I was, like, like I at said, at least it, like a trailer for Beyond. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I, I guess maybe since they'd already shot, cause did they did they do uh, this two and three together? I think they did. I okay. Think, I, I Even think though it doesn't come out till next year, right? The yeah, third. Yeah, okay. yeah. But I think they did kind of that thing where two and three were kind of filmed together. Together. Okay. Done together. Yeah. So yeah, I was slightly surprised that there wasn't at least some footage since they've already got it done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, but um, and hey, on the other hand, I'm pleasantly surprised that uh, I'm gonna get to go in and not have any anything spoiled for me for the third movie. Oh yeah, they yeah, could have very yeah, yeah. easily have put out like you know a 30 second of footage or, yeah. or a, a teaser or something, but. But yeah, yeah. But do you find now, like, uh, for instance, like Mike and I and Jamie, and you can come too. You got to get your tickets yeah. fast. We're seeing Flash Thursday night uh, mm-hmm. when it before it comes out because supposedly there are big stuff in the Flash that uh, I think they're only going to have one screening with Ezra's going to be there where they're actually going to show some legitimate in. I don't know if it's credit scenes or end of the movie which is supposed to be something huge. Yeah, there's a big secret ending. They're trying to really keep it under wraps and not get it out there. It's uh, some so, kind of big deal that happens yeah. they don't want anybody knowing about. At this point, I wonder if it is credit sequence because That's a good point. the reviews have started to drop on The Flash. Okay. Pretty good. Pretty good reviews. But yeah, but it's one of those things where like, I knew I needed to see Across the Spider-Verse as soon as I could uh-huh. because I was stressing about spoilers. Oh, sure. Uh, yeah. Thankfully, the only thing that really got spoiled was the Lego Spider-Man. Okay. Um, but the evil Miles did not get spoiled. Oh, so right, right. Yeah. Have, you been, have you been noticing people calling, like, uptick on people looking for, what is it, Spider-Man number two? Number, uh, Spider-Man two, number, number one? one. Yeah, that's the first of... No, I mean, well, so that being said, people have been looking for that book for the last maybe a year or two. Okay. Uh-huh. Just because of the, the Miles effect, anything yeah, with yeah, Miles. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that was the first Evil Miles. Yeah. What about Miguel? Have you seen any attention on uh, 2099? Similar, yeah. So whereas before, you know, there weren't a lot of fans uh, of Spider-Man 2099. I mean, it was an okay series. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Um, 
But yeah, now you have a lot of people looking for, I guess it's Amazing 365, 375. It's the first 2099. His first appearance oh. was in Amazing. Huh. Oh, um, really? I didn't know so that. Spider-Man yeah. 2099 wasn't, first appearance wasn't number one of Spider-Man No, it was in, um, it oh, wow. was in a, I think it was Amazing, either 365 or 375, because oh, wow. they both had hollow covers or, or hmm. like. So they introduced and then said, hey, he's going to get his own series. Correct. Because like, I didn't know that. Yeah. Rampage huh. 2099 did start in Rampage 2099. <laughs> <laughs> I certainly hope yeah. so. Um, yeah. So you're saying like those key, I guess there's one too that was, uh, that was kind of, hang on a second, I'm going to look this up. So, look and it's not really so. Yeah, I've seen it from the from the movies also, but even from the video games. So before, oh, okay. even before um, Into the Spider Verse came out, I had a lot of people looking for Spider Man Noir because they had unlocked him on mm. which game is it, Ron? Uh, like, the uh, Shattered Dimensions, I think. Yeah, I believe it has so. Has like a whole universe that's dedicated to him. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. So yeah, um, so between the video games and the movies, you've had a lot of people coming in looking for these uh, side Spider Man characters. So yeah, so and um, Spider Punk's first appearance has started going up a little bit too. Like in the last, remember the person that went to McKay's and found four of Spider Punk's first appearances? Really? Yeah. yeah, in the bargain bin. Yeah. Wow. It's a relatively newer character though. Yeah, so that's true. That's true. yeah, because it was in, introduced in one of those a couple years ago, wasn't it? Amazing Spider Man, but it was one of those Spider Verse issues, right? It was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which I guess the same things happen right now with Spider Boy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for a if he shows kick. up in. Uh, in the Beyond third movie, Spider-Verse, it's it's done, right? Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I mean, you're gonna have a whole generation, I think, of people that grow up, and and to them, Miles is gonna be Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, but overall, great movie, yeah. and like I said, yeah. a movie that you have to see more than once, and you need to see it on the big screen. I think it plays well on the big screen just because it visually, it's it's a cornucopia of of Spider-Man. Yeah, and yeah. it's being received very well. I haven't read any online grumbling or complaining. Like it's pretty much universally beloved, from what yeah. I can see. The only complaint at all is the sound mix. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I think yeah. on Rotten Tomatoes, I looked, it was like at ninety four percent. Wow, really? That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. wow. But, uh, yeah, I think uh, we're unanimous on across the Spider Verse. Yes. Yeah. And we're getting a little long in the tooth, whatever that means, on yep. this episode. So uh, I don't know. I'm gonna go ahead and wrap it up. What do you think? Uh, I think it's a great idea. Yeah, thanks everyone for hanging out past the credits and listening. Uh, once again, I'm Mike B. Oh, we're doing this again. I'm Ryan. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm still Bill. Still no, Bill. you could be still Bill. That rhymes. Like okay, still Bill. Okay, I get it. Okay. Bye. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. <laughs>